This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles, if you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20, you'll get 20% off. They got everything from comic books to sign wrestling figures to sign sports memorabilia, anything you need or want. Best thing is, they ship daily. Even better, they update daily. No, they don't ship daily, but I would hope so they, they do, but they ship worldwide and they update daily. There you go. That's how you say it. So please visit firstrow.ca. And if you're into video games and books, please visit bossfightbooks.com for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like NBA Jam, Shovel Knight, Red Dead Redemption, and so many others. Everything you see on their website is available in paperback and ebook format. So please check them out at bossfightbooks.com. If you're looking for the best supplements and CBD products, please visit legacysubs.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST to receive 10% off. They got everything from sleep aid to muscle building, anything you need or want that makes you feel better. They are Legacy Sports Nutrition. Please visit them at LegacySubs.com and if you want to support me directly you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device it's embedded right there in the description click on that link takes you right to the merchandise store I got everything from hoodies to travel mugs to onesies phone cases anything you need or want it is there but the easiest thing the most important thing the best thing you could do for the podcast is please rate subscribe review on all major platforms, most specifically Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this is actually the unofficial 300th episode of the podcast, including all the bonus episodes and all. So that's why if you see like 280 or 290, I don't even know what number I'm on. But officially, it's the unofficially it's the 300th episode. So I had to go big. And who's bigger than this week's guest who has appeared in such promotions as CCW, Evolve, House of Hardcore, House of Glory, and AEW, to name just a few. Professional wrestler, Big Game Leroy. Hey guys, it's a pleasure to be on. Dang, that introduction, wow, like I just, oh, wow, I, I've done some cool things, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because you know, you're a young lad compared to at least into my standards. You're this new generation of wrestlers, the, the new crop as they call it. You know what I mean? So to have already all these things under your belt, that's, that's awesome, my friend. Kudos oh, to you. Yeah, it's such a weird blessing. Um, I guess I got lucky enough to start wrestling really, really young. So it like um, it's like I, I had no choice but to like kind of get some things as a, as a young adult. Sure. So when I was 17. Now I'm uh, 25, about to be 26, so I've right. been wrestling for about eight years, so almost a decade, but some people look at me and they're like, oh, he's not even like in his, close to his prime yet, you know? Right. And <laughs> you still have that young face, too, behind it, so you could easily fall in there under like 21, 22 if you really wanted to play that off, right? To make it seem like yeah. you're younger. <laughs> Trying to grow out a little bit of a beard, trying to look a little bit more rugged, a little bit more grizzled from the journey of being a wrestler for eight years, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but that's crazy. Yeah, eight years, like that's a long time, obviously, in, in anything that you do. And again, to have all those things on your back. How about, okay, how about your name? Because for people who don't know, you're a wrestling 
your wrestling persona, your gimmick is you like to play video games in the ring. You come up as a, a playing video games and all that sort of stuff, right? So the name Big Game Leroy, that's how it ties all together. Was there anything else that you thought of naming yourself? Like, did you want to come out like a Super Mario or call yourself like Luigi Metroid or something? I, uh, I, it's so funny because it started off very organically. My name in wrestling started off as Leroy Green, and it was more of a, a play off The Last Dragon, Bruce Leroy. You know? oh. my, my trainer felt like I looked a lot like him. I, I see the resemblance, but it didn't really right. fit what I was going for. But the nickname stuck, and I sure. went by Leroy Green for a number of years. Um, and then I kind of started slowly doing more video game anime stuff, and I was kind of like, okay... Just kind of got this name. It doesn't really fit, but I do like the name Leroy. It has a nice fit to it. I feel like I'm a Leroy. It's, it's my name, you know? Of course. And I think uh, Resident Evil 2, the remake, just came out. And me and my buddies were playing it one night, uh, okay. you know, just playing it nonstop. You know, old school style. You pass the controller up when you die, all that stuff. Of course. And we got well, William Birkin. You, wrestled, you face him like three times in the game. And he would destroy all of my friends. <laughs> and But every single time we got to William Birkin, I beat him. It'd yeah. always be me. There you go. Usually first try, too. So by the th- time we got to the second and third one, they were just like, yo, just pass it up to Leroy. Just, just give it to Leroy. Big Game Leroy is here. We got to we gotta just pass it up to Leroy. And that was the creation of Big Game because I was just like, uh-huh. it doesn't matter. That's just the energy in which you're playing. It's a little <laughs> bit of a playoff of a... Uh, I gotta give him credit, you know, John Cena, you know, Big Match John. That was kind of where it was sure. coming from. So Big Game Leroy, you know, it was like, oh, okay. And I thought, oh, that's kind of weird name, a little different. It's not exactly a first and last name, but yeah. it was different. It was something cool, and I think a lot of people kind of resonated with. Once I started saying it out loud to myself, like, yeah, Big Game Leroy, Big Game Leroy, I was like, oh, I like the ring to that. That sounds kind of cool, and I. I think it makes it very clear to anybody, even if they're not a wrestling fan, what I'm all about, the energy I, I try to bring forward, and I don't know, it's, it's got a nice fit to it. I like seeing it on posters and graphics, a lot sure. of fun. No, of course, so when did the whole video game introduction to your persona come about? Was it the same time that you started going by big game? Uh, I would say like, I started the, the video games, I think it was always a part of me, to okay. be very honest. Like, it was always kind of a little thing that I kind of had, like, little hints to. I would throw in little video game references in some of my promos. And sure. uh, I would I would come down to the ring with... I always came down to uh, Rooftop Run, which is my theme song uh, okay. by Sonic Gen- from Sonic Generations. Sure. That's been my theme song since pretty much my, my start. Oh, wow. And I remember thinking when I was in high school, I was like, oh, this is such a good theme song. Man, mm-hmm. when I wrestle, I'm going to come out to this <laughs> as my theme song. And then it, I made it happen, and it fit, and it... It's been my theme song for so long. A lot of people hear and they, they go, oh, that's, that's Leroy. Yep, that's, oh, that's cool. That's the vibe. That's the energy. And I feel like, you know, it's just always been there. And I think it got more and more obvious. It got more and more, um, uh, I made it more and more clear. Like, oh, this is who I am instead of just it being kind of very subtle. So I think now, like, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm the video game guy. And it makes me happy because now a lot of times I get this really cool props of, like, I am, like, the video game guy sure. on, on the indies. You know, yeah, like, there's yeah. a... I, I say this a lot. I say this on a million different interviews and whatever. I am not the first video game wrestler. Definitely not. Like, there's, I'm not even close to it. I'm probably like the ninth or tenth independent wrestler who's tried to do the video game shtick. Right. I think of Xavier Woods, TJP, uh, ACH, yep. Kenny Omega, of That's course. True. There's yeah. just so many. Evil uh, Super Smash Brothers, Evil Uno, right. Stu Grayson. It's just like <laughs> it just goes on and on. And now. I'm just the newest incarnation of that, you know, and I feel really cool because you said the new generation and I do feel like I'm this generation's video game wrestler and that, that, that's a pretty cool thing to me, you know? So when did wrestling come into your life? When did you think you could do this for a living? I never thought I could do this for a living. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I loved it my whole life, but okay, I, okay. I never thought that a nerdy kid, a smaller guy, smaller sure. frame, could, I didn't think wrestling was for a guy like me. But as I got older, I kind of noticed a lot more uh, people, kind of maybe smaller guys, kind of making a lot of success in, 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 on national scales. I was thinking of CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, you know, people like that. Like I'm, I'm taller than Daniel Bryan, so I was like, wait, maybe, maybe if I if I if I try really hard, I could probably do pretty good. Maybe I won't, you know, main event WrestleMania and win two belts and beat <laughs> Triple H and Randy Orton and Batista. But you know, if I try really hard, maybe could make a little bit of money in this and do some cool stuff and uh you know i jumped into training i found a good wrestling school in house of glory uh yeah i sucked That's very awesome. early on and uh <laughs> but i i loved it and that was the biggest key is i loved it even right. though i sucked even though it was hard even though it was physical and, and really tough 
mentally you just push through and I was just like damn this is sick though I really love doing this and I'm uh, I, I just couldn't stop so like you know I, I jumped into it and by the time I was probably like hey maybe I should do other things of my life and maybe I should kind of focus a little more on school or a little more on getting a better job and sure. I was already too 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 deep in and I was like yeah this is this is gonna be my life this is who I'm meant to be <laughs> Oh my God. So what was the hardest thing when you first started to get into us? Cause you said you didn't take to it right away. So what was the thing that you just couldn't grasp right off the bat that everyone else was getting? That's, it's so interesting because I'm not super athletic, but I was always okay. able to run. I had pretty good cardio. I was, I did a little bit of track in high school. I ran around a lot. Sure. It was always kind of me. Um, I, honestly, I just didn't have great balance and great footwork. Oh. So that was the stuff that always messed me up. Okay. Like I could, I, I, I'm a little, deceptively strong for my frame so I, it wasn't too much the physicalness in that sense okay. uh, the endurance and stamina I, I usually was able to push pretty decently and obviously your stamina gets better over the years and stuff like that And but like it wasn't too it was just my footwork man like I was just super clumsy I felt like I didn't have great footwork I always felt like I was going to trip up on something my feet were all crooked <laughs> uh, my trainer would be like no what's wrong with your feet why are you, oh why you walking pig and pigeon toed and I'm just like I don't know that's just how I walk you know oh, so shit. like Early on, that was that was my biggest thing. Those are my biggest uh, pitfalls, and obviously, like I, I tried really hard to attack those weaknesses, but uh, I, I still remember those days, just like uh, yesterday, where I'm just like, dang, like, dang, that was that was that for six months. That was kind of that kind of sucked. That was everything. <laughs> Oh my! And then obviously everything clicked, and now you're on the indie scene and all that. And you recently were up here in Canada. Was this your first visit up here north of the border? It actually wasn't. Oh, so, okay. right before the pandemic, I had actually wrestled. Uh, calling it a wrestling show, I guess, is a little weird. Uh, okay. It was obviously it was a wrestling show. It was in Toronto, okay. Young Gate Theater, Young Young Street, I think it was. Young, it was in one okay. of it was that venue, Young Theater. Okay, cool. Um, and I wrestled there for Megan Brothers Productions. Okay, uh, never heard I, of they, this. Yeah, they like. I guess they throw like uh, variety parties and stuff and bar oh, mitzvahs and stuff like that. Okay, so it's like private shows, most likely. Yeah, ah, so gotcha. He he had brought me in, and it was a great crowd, and there were some great people there. Space Monkey was there. I wrestled Space oh, Monkey and a few other yeah. people. Gabriel Fuerza was also there. Oh, nice. Um, my boy Bones was there, and it was a really fun match. Great experience. Um, it was like in March, right before the pandemic, so it was like came back to new york and i think the next week everything shut, shut down, down and i was like damn like it's crazy but uh, i love toronto I, it was really awesome coming up the the beers were great uh, there was this weird grapefruit one that was really good uh the <laughs> vibes were awesome i love a and w like that the, the fast food chain like it's so good we really okay that. you know what you know what's so embarrassing now i okay 43 years old born raised in canada i've never once ate at AEW ever in my life really i swear i don't know why i've hit every pretty much every other fast food joint up here in canada you name it like harvey swiss chalet like uh, all the local stuff you name it i've been to it i've gone to five guys and they just recently showed up here like less than 10 years ago that's sick i mean it's just so good and like <clears throat> the time so i went we we stopped so obviously long drive to uh, canada from new york and, i've done um, it don't worry yeah, so, um, you know, we stopped at, when we got to Canada, we stopped only exclusively there. I think we went okay, there okay. the night after we wrestled, and we had some, it was so good, we stopped two more times on the way back. <laughs> like, it was just so good, and we were like, dang, we cannot, the burgers, the fries, and then this time up, so when I did uh, Demand Lucha, yeah. uh, the night after, when we came down, uh, like, right after the show, we stopped before we got to, like, wherever, uh, the place in uh, house we were crashing at. We, we, we stopped there, and I didn't know they had poutine. Oh, so shit. I was just like, oh, my God, this is a double whammy. I've never had poutine in Canada, and I had it what? there. So good. Right? Just, Isn't it? Oh, God. And I've had poutine in New York, which okay. is like New York style, Canada, whatever. And I guess you could tell me that it's not the real. But, but what's the difference? Because obviously now you know the difference. Up here, it's the thick mozzarella curds yeah, with, with the, the curds. gravy and everything. How do you guys do it down there? So I think in New York, they, it's the, they get the gravy down. They definitely mix it in with cheese. So okay. it's like definitely a gravy and cheese mix. I think in sure. theory, it's essentially the same thing. But it's not as much the curds. The curds is what was getting me. Where I was right? like, oh, this is, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no kidding and the other thing i always tell american friends and, and people who come up to canada for the first time if you hit our taco bell get a fry supreme because you guys don't have that down there 
What's a fried supreme? Okay, I've explained this to other guests on the show, but I'll do it quickly for you. So it's fries, and then you put the ground beef on it, and then okay. you put uh, chives, I think it is, or onions, and then uh, diced tomatoes, and then sour cream, and then uh, uh, regular cheese as well. But the the cream cheese that you put on top. Ooh, so it's almost like a baked potato, except in reverse. You know what? I like that. If if you were to take out the ground potato, beef, yeah, yeah, it would be a big potato. Yeah, you put in the, 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 the chives, the onions. You know what? Cream, yeah, that's a good whatever. call. I never yeah. thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then, you know, the potato is essentially the fries, right? Fuck. This whole time, I never thought of that, and that's probably their whole idea behind it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that sounds cool. I gotta definitely do that the next time I come up. I'm hoping to try to get to Canada more often. That's like a big, um, I guess, like I would, I guess you would consider it short termish goal. Like I'm just like I, I do want to go up to Canada more often. Maybe not even just for wrestling leisurely. Like I just, it's such a such a wonderful city. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, obviously I've only been there twice, but like sure. I've just I've been sold on it. Um, this time that I went last time, I got some more time to actually hang out a little bit. Oh, nice. We, 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 we did the drive uh, the night before we started. We crashed somewhere uh, on the way up, and then on the we, we tried uh, we, we drove the rest of the way straight from, like, I guess, like, you'd say consider, like, upstate New York, New Jersey area. Okay. And then we were able to get there pretty early, so we were able to hang out. We went to, like, this really big mall in Toronto. I forgot what it was called, but it was that really big mall there yes. in the middle. Eaton Center? Yes, yes. Okay. Really nice mall. It was a cool time. Um, I mean, it's obviously not too different from American malls, but it was right? huge, it was really cool. <laughs> like, I mean, Americans, I mean, I think we wrote the book on malls, right? We're yeah, very, I know. It's a very American thing to, to, to have malls and go to malls, but it was <laughs> nice. I uh, got some nice bubble tea, and we hung out, uh, went around the area. The, uh, the opera house that uh, Demand Luches buys in a really beautiful part of Canada. I wish I had slightly more time just to kind of, like, hit a bar or something like that, a nice yeah. little restaurant. I'm very much... Uh, like, I travel a lot thanks to wrestling, and, like, um, unfortunately, sometimes you don't really get time to enjoy where you're at. You just travel, you go to the show, sure. you stop for food, then you head right back because you want to try to get home before it's too late or, you know, not drive till 5 or 6 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> but I wish I had more time to hang out in Canada, get the lay of the land a little bit more. I will say the next day, we did hang out a little bit longer. We stopped at this um, pancake spot. This wasn't in Toronto, though. This was... Okay. Uh, uh, one of the one of the guys I was hanging out with, he told me it was like the IHOP of Canada. Oh, um, no idea. Yeah, some some pancake house or whatever. It was really good. Okay, really good. Had really good homemade jam and stuff. Sure. I, I definitely took some pictures. It's, I, I know on my Instagram, I probably I could probably <laughs> find it or something. Sure, sure. But um, really nice. I, I I just had so much fun in Canada. Um, it's such a very quaint, and I, I enjoyed the scene. And I saw a lot of friends there, a lot of cool people there. Um. The wrestler, the wrestling was so fun, uh, and I just, I, I, I don't know. I like at this stage of my career, I, I think I just like look for a lot of um, peace and joy and, 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 and nice work-life balance of just like, oh man, I just, I'm really excited for this trip because the trip itself is going to be awesome, right? and then also excited for the wrestling, you know, because you know sometimes like, oh, this trip is going to be miserable. <laughs> I gotta drive it's eight hours, right? It's like, ugh. and listen, eight hours, it's not super great, but. You know, I had a blast. You know, it was it was a lot of fun. Sat for plenty of Tim's Hortons. Tim Hortons was uh, I, I was told to get a double double. I was told that that's how you, that you how you do Tim Hortons sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Most Canadians get it, but I can't. It's too sweet for me. Mine, I get a black one sugar. That's how I get it. Yes. So okay. I particularly like my coffee pretty black. Maybe a little bit of sugar, just give it a little sweetness. Yeah, you know, so it's not that's me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I did the double double. It was good. I was like, oh, I don't typically like sugary coffee, but it's good. On the way back, we stopped like two more times. Got the black coffee. I was like, they were like, oh, you're supposed to. I was like, nah, let me, I just want to taste the actual coffee. Yeah. Like, I just want to taste the actual coffee. See, but it's good. it was really good. I enjoyed it. You know, they have Tim Hortons down in America. I've, I've had it. It's not, it is not the same. It's never like, the same. Like, e- even like McDonald's. If you were to eat our McDonald's, like, the last time I was in, uh, in LA, I had a Big Mac there. I was like, why did this fucking Big Mac taste so much better than ours up in Canada? Like, they're just something where it, it originates, like the country it originates from, it's always better there. Like, it has to yeah. be, right? I, I think it's definitely just a, a transfer of, like, you know, okay, we, especially with chains, obviously. Like, yeah, of course. Like, a whole chain of restaurants down there. Like, I've had Tim Hortons a lot in the past. Like, I've had them enough, and it's just like, oh, it's all right. Like, here in the States, it's not bad. It's just, eh, it's all right. It wouldn't. 
not my ideal. So when going up and everybody's like, oh, Tim Hortons, you got to get Tim Hortons. I'm like, okay, I mean, I'll try it. I just, what's the difference? It can't be that. And I'm like, oh, I see why. This is the only coffee to drink up here. Yeah, but you know around. what? In fairness, I think McDonald's coffee is a lot better, believe it or not. But it's just like Tim Hortons is like a proud thing that us Canadians have now. Like it's, we're known for it. It's like it's so it is. It's not that it's bad, but right, it's right, like it's it, it, it's our thing. Like you know what I mean. And you know we we're proud of it, and it's Canadian. So that I think it's more the novelty than it is actual the coffee itself. But well, speaking of food and coffee and all this, something that blew my <laughs> mind was you've wrestled for a promotion called Pizza Party Wrestling. <laughs> Literally my favorite place to wrestle. Really? Okay, you got to explain this to me. What is this? Uh, Pizza Party Wrestling is a, a very local promotion in New Jersey. Okay. Uh, they are an IWTV regular, so you can catch all their shows on IWTV. Um, yeah, they're, they're they're an awesome New Jersey company. They're, they're very much very uh, over-the-top, very story- and character-driven wrestling. A lot of fun. I, I always feel like I put in the zaniest matchups and uh, situations that I could be put in when I wrestle for Pizza Party. Um, uh, the whole crew there means so much to me. I feel like if there's any company that you could say is trying to, and firmly doing well, and trying to uh, encapsulate what was so special about Chikara, oh, I think yeah. it would be Pizza Party. Okay. And I, I think they do such a great job. Not just because they use a lot of people who've wrestled there or people sure. who've come from that wrestling school, but it's just... They just get the they just get that vibe perfectly, I think, and I think you know it, it's just such a great like energy, it's just such a great crew there. I, I love Pizza Party so so much. I love the crew there. I enjoy wrestling there so much. Creatively, I feel so fulfilled there. Like I'm just oh, always so happy awesome. with anything I do there. I'm just like, okay. oh yeah, man, easy. You know, I got to wrestle Bobby Orlando, and he's he's my mom, and he's trying to take away the video games from me or something. <laughs> awesome, great. Uh, I'm a win for every single kid who got told to turn off their video games early. Like, this will be great. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? And re- most recently, you wrestled in not a ring, but no ring? Like, how do you wrestle oh. without wrestling in a ring? Like, oh that's not God, even yeah. wrestling, is it? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that was, uh, what, two days ago? Yeah, wow, you're, you're caught up. <laughs> I try, my uh, friend. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I, I, it's not my first rodeo either. So I do um, a lot of times in New York City. So I'll give you a little bit of context too. Okay. So um, the scene in New York City is a little different because we, um, I mean, I think in Canada you guys also have like an athletic state commission or some kind of commission that kind of oversees. Something, yeah. Yeah. So in New York um, and in other parts of the country, the United States, it's very um, wild west. So the athletic commission doesn't really care. It's not really regulated. Anybody gotcha. who just has a ring or can get a venue, they'll just throw a show and there's no regulations at all okay. in new york city is a little different the regulations are very very hard typically they want you to have a promoter's license and they charge okay. you a lot to get said license they charge you to get a emergency uh, emergency ambulance by on standby oh the whole shebang gotcha mission there a commission guy has to be there in person to certify that you are a licensed event and whatever okay, it's some weird that. stuff that comes from the old vince mcmahon days of just like you know wrestling <laughs> is a real sport so it has to be taken very seriously sure you know and it, it, it's really weird it, um it's a whole, it's a whole work. Like to be very honest, it's very much like a way for people to just collect some extra money for wrestling shows. So a lot of big companies can run, and they have licenses, and they sure. run well, jam-packed arenas and stuff. So no rings. The way those work is technically there's no wrestling ring, so, so. it's a no ring show. It's a no ring deathmatch show. It's not technically really a wrestling wrestling show. Uh... Hence, you don't need a license to run. Hence, you could just you could jam <laughs> up a venue. Run gotcha. it in a bar, run it in a concert hall, run it down the block on the street if you want. You sure. can do it however you'd like, and no one can get you. No one can call the cops on you or whatever. Sell your tickets at the door, top people for beers, and I, I find those shows so much fun. And my favorite thing is people look at me, and I think I subvert that sense of, oh, Big Game Lee are doing no ring death matches. No way. And it's like, wait, he's does those <laughs> and you know, i've done a few of them and I, I have a lot of fun doing my no rings i feel like creatively those also challenge me to uh be very creative it's very much like a like a mosh pit concert type of venue thing like the crowd is all around you they're literally gotcha. surrounding you there's very little space so you're just kind of brawling in a crowd and there's a energy to that even uh even sunday my favorite my highlight of my of my match was uh, this one dude, you know, It's the show's called Great American Trash, uh, you know, Beautiful. very fun, <laughs> very American, I, I realize, for your Canadian fan base. <laughs> 
So, uh, and then, you know, just speaking a little on the political uh, shape and, uh, and, and view of, uh, of Americans right now, right. this one dude, I guess, cause he's, you know, 4th of July, he's feeling very patriotic. He goes, yeah. yeah, USA, man. And he hits me and he goes, USA, yeah. and start booing him. And then, you know, I, I, I get up to him and I'm like, fuck America. Give him a big uppercut, <laughs> you know. And then I, after that, I yell, Love fourth it. accord. Give him another year. Oh, my you know? God. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, and it, it's, it's the stuff that's not it's not planned. It's the stuff that's kind yeah, of yeah. in the moment. Of course. Feeling that. The crowd's feeling that. Crowd's that's enjoying that. And, you know, that's just how it goes, man. And it's it was so much fun. I always have so much fun with those. Um you know, I, 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 I can't ha- I just always have so much fun for those. I literally can't wait for the next one. I, I love doing those. You know, I, I think literally this this Saturday I'm doing another one um, at a Bronx brewery. One of my friends is throwing a show. Um, it's it's a, it's essentially partnering up with this brewery. Uh, it's in New York City, Bronx, and uh, there hasn't really been too much wrestling out of the Bronx, so I'm really excited to take more wrestling to that Providence. Um, me go. and Killian McMurphy are in the main event, so it's a really big, important matchup to a lot of us. Really exciting, um, and I just can't, I can't wait for it. You know, I, I think I, I creatively it always gets the juices flowing. I'm able to take in some video game stuff and really throw them out there and really get creative. You know. Like, maybe instead of thumbtacks, maybe I use video game cartridges instead, you know? Maybe I give them a power driver through an arcade table. Who knows? You know, that's the fun, is you never know what to expect. You never know what I'm going to bring, but it's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) That's awesome. Then on the flip side, you go on to the big show on AEW, and you're yourself, and come on, man, like... Yeah. How do you let someone smash your switch up? I don't care if it's Santana or not. Like, come on, yeah, man. Santana's one of the baddest mofos in all of he wrestling. He is. Like, he is. I know. I know. I'd shit myself. Um, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, he had me. So Santana's also a dude I've seen in the scene. He came up from New York. He's yeah, wrestling course. House of Glory. trained here a little bit. True. So he, he saw right through me. He knew what to expect. I mean, if you're going to take out Big Game Leroy, uh, the first thing you go for is the Switch. Like, you, you know how to take me out of my game. So he had me well scouted. Next time I step in the ring of film, I'll be ready. I'll be well scouted up on him. I'll be ready for him. You know what I'm saying? But uh, he had my number. You know, still a great experience. But uh, in that moment, hey, Switch. Switch works perfectly fine. Switch, Shut so up. As far as I'm concerned, still a win. Oh, wow. Because I was going to ask. I was going to ask, was that the first time someone tried to do that? And if you ever had a switch broken during a match? Uh, not the first time. There have been people who tried okay. and failed. Oh. Very, very, very horribly failed to try to break my switch or anything like that. And, you know, Nintendo knows how to make some systems, man. They really right? know how to really. Nintendonium is real. So, um,. It's the same exact switch I've had since 2018. Oh, wow. Same exact switch I take on the road with me. Same exact switch I wrestle with. Same exact switch I just top put right back in my dock and play once I'm settling at home. <laughs> oh my god, that's so awesome! Well, going back to AEW quickly. So, how did that experience all come about? Did they contact you? Or did you get in contact with them? How did it all go down? Uh, it was so interesting because um, I did it in like pretty much the midst of the early pandemic. Because I remember I, I went down to Jacksonville in May. Okay, I believe I believe it was mid May. It's a little bit of a blur because lockdown kind of blurs together in a weird way. Right, so like, doesn't it? Yeah, so it's like kind of hard to think of the timing. Um, what I understood was that um, uh, I'm very close friends with Private Party. Um, okay. So gotcha. they're some of my best friends in the world. And um, they had made us made me aware that uh, they needed a lot of local talent at the time because obviously oh. most of the roster couldn't travel. So they said, Makes hey, like, yeah, yeah. if you can hop on a flight, you know. You know, and I, in my head, I was nervous about the pandemic, and I was sure, like, "Well, of course. I don't know." They're like, "Oh, well, they got to COVID test you." So, and I was like, "And at this time, this when COVID tests were very, very scarce, and you could not get a like, you'd have to have COVID and be kind of dying in a hospital bed <laughs> to get a COVID test." I think you remember that part, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, of course. They're like, "Yeah, if you call them, and you're like, hey, I think I got COVID." They're like, "Well, call us if you can't breathe." And you're just right? Like, we're like, what? We can't and do anything for you to like actually take me seriously. I know. Terrible. So in my head, I was like, okay, that's a good reason. So I masked up, double masked up, hop on a plane, there you go. go to Jacksonville. Um, they COVID test us, really anxiety-inducing, and obviously ended up not having COVID at the time. Good. And uh, yeah, such a great experience. I took so much away from it. I learned so much. The entire locker room is super, super positive. It was such a great environment. That's awesome. Um, a lot of familiar faces, a lot of people I had met at the Indies, uh, whether it be people kind of, I, I see more as peers, like maybe Sonny Kiss, and then people who I kind of just kind of took after, like John Silver and uh, Alex Reynolds, people right. who like, you know, are definitely my seniors. Um, 
you know, but like people like I've, I've, I've shared locker rooms with or been blessed to share locker rooms with. So like that's where, that was really cool. And then, of course, you know, kind of, you know, maybe the young bucks and the top guys and stuff like that, you know, um, it was also interesting timing because at the same time, I think this is what also helped. I was, um, okay. they were doing those being the elite skits private party was where they were oh. wrestling, uh, this bear. Um, and I got to cameo in a few of those skits. Oh, there you so, go. Uh, it's been kind of a line for me to be, to just go there and the BTE aired at the same time. So it was like, oh, right. well, it makes sense. And I think one of the coolest, like, and not, you know, this is like, not to be like, ah, big deal, but like, just really cool for me being a teenager who grew up watching these guys, of like, course. to have like Nick Jackson be like, yo, man, seriously, thank you so much for like being a part of BT. And I'm like, dude, you're thanking me. Like, what the, what the hell? Like, I, I should be thanking you for allowing me to be on BT, man. Yeah, no, it's so funny how it works. So I like, yeah, no, it's, it's surreal. It's and I think, um, it, it, it's like, this is the stuff of dreams. And that's why, sure. um, you know, I, I think it's good to have a healthy balance between wanting more and like I, I think, you know, the success I've had has kept me motivated for more success and keeps me motivated to continue to improve, continue to try new things, branch out, you know, just travel more and stuff like that and, you know, just figure out new ways to tell new stories and engage people with my work and stuff like that. But at the same time, I just sit back and I'm like, dang, I've done some really cool stuff and not cool stuff like, hey, man, I did this for that, but like just cool like I can sit back and go, man. That's really cool to me. Like, and I, I, you know, maybe you could agree, and other people agree, and that's awesome. But it's cool to me, and I'm like, man, and that's all like, that matters at the end of the day. Yeah, though. like uh, places like Evolve, CZW, you know, that, that those are places I watched when I was a teenager. Like to wrestle for them, you know, it, it means so much to me to go to Canada and get to be like, uh, you know, my two favorite independent wrestlers are some Canadians you might know, Kevin Steen, El Generico. Like of those course. are my two favorite independent wrestlers, and. To me, like, those are the people I try to emulate. Like, I'm like, I want to be like them. I want to travel the country, the world, and then get my, my time on TV or whatever, you know, if that happens. You know, I, I just want to travel and learn and grow. And when I was in Canada, that's what made me feel like I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm getting closer to becoming the wrestler I really want to be. And, you know, that, that follows in those footsteps, you know? And uh, I know the old school mentality is you don't show your like how your happiness. You never be proud of yourself or whatever because that's a sign of weakness or some sort. But you know yeah. what? I think that looking back and appreciating moments and not obviously fucking fanning out and going to the extent of like stalking like people you work with. That's okay. That's yeah. drawing the line. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with like being proud and like being like oh shit man like i used to watch you as a kid like what's wrong and plus it shows admiration to those people that they did something yeah. and touched your life like you know what i mean that's the respect i think that's so cool because that to me exactly. is the real respect i had a moment just now with um and i've shared many many locker rooms with him and i hope to work with him soon uh cheeseburger oh there and you go. i saw him sunday and okay. that's the homie i love cheeseburger he's a cool dude and i kind of admitted something to him finally i said hey man like right before i started training uh, in 2014, because that was a year I started training, okay. Cheeseburger had started kind of slowly making his rise up in Ring of Honor. Like he, ah. I think he was getting the Cheeseburger chance, and he was right. starting to kind of do shows. I think him and um, uh, Brutal Bob were having that feud, and I said, That's "Dude, right. like seeing another like you know young black wrestler, skinny, scrawny dude, he <laughs> needed the confidence to maybe, hey, maybe you know this wrestling thing could work out for me." And I remember. Thinking about That's him, awesome. and I was like, yo, like, that meant a lot. And sharing that with him made his day. He was like, yo, dude, that means a lot to hear because, like, that's really cool. You know, that's not the stuff you plan on doing when you become a wrestler. You don't plan on inspiring people. It's really weird if you're like, I plan on inspiring people. No, but when right. it happens, it's really cool. And even I feel that sometimes because, you know, I, uh, I currently help train at a wrestling school, T2T. Okay. And I think one of the coolest things is, like, kind of now being in that stage where I sort of help. And I, I, I still feel like I'm not really at the stage where I should be teaching kids. But, sure. I don't know, they want to learn from me or something. <laughs> and, like, I, I, I enjoy helping. I enjoy, enjoy, like, allowing, like, giving people that kind of into wrestling and, and assisting with that journey, you know. Because that's what I feel like I'm doing. I'm just helping out. The rest is all them, and, and that's yeah. a lot of fun to me. And that's what I really have been uh, – it's giving me a lot of motivation, a lot of joy, and keeping me going, especially when things get difficult. That's what's really keeping me going, and I, it makes me so happy, you know? And the other thing I love about your gimmick, too, that I didn't even bring up was how you're so into it, like 100%. Like, even the names of your moves, it's – this name is so perfect on so – like, I just sat down and thought of this name, and I was like, it incorporates video games, it incorporates wrestling, it incorporates every – like, the uninstalled driver, like – Driver is video games and driver is wrestling. Like, how awesome. Like, 
my mind just blown when I was like, and I was like, oh my God, this man went through this and thought of this and it's so good. And like, you know what I mean? And then you pulling off a here on Karana playing the switch. I'm like, are you going to incorporate more moves while playing video games? Like, is, is, that, is that the plan moving forward? Yeah, that's always been the plan. I, <laughs> I, I, I have fun with what I do. The same way I have fun playing video games, I have fun wrestling, I have fun mixing the two and fusing and blending it together because I think that there's something really fun, really organic about it. There's a there's a clean fit with me with that. I have a lot of fun with it. I, uh, I don't lie, I have a lot of fun coming up with move ideas and finding the moves to go with that and going, oh yeah, that, that, that fits well. Like, I remember doing the driver and I think... Uh, I had never called it that, and I was trying to think of a name of it because it, it was. The, I did the move first, came up with the name me later, and I was okay. like, "Okay, I got this fisherman buster, cool, cool." And I was like, "Oh man, it's a, it's a driver." And I was like, "Oh, what if I'm uninstalling them? Like, I'm done with this game, trying to end it, you know?" Because you say game over, that's the cliche, right? Like, that's yeah. Why, game over. So it's like, well, what do you do when you end the game? You uninstall it. You know, you try to make memory for a new game. Yeah. So why not uninstall them? Why not make it a driver? So smart. <laughs> I know that that is so awesome. Like you know, and okay. So what do you play while you're wrestling in the ring? Is it always different games, or do you have a, 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 like a one go to you're always playing? Uh, it does vary all the time. Oh, it's really okay. literally just what I'm in the mood for. You know, it, it's it's not too complicated. I do default to Smash Brothers a lot okay. and Mario Kart. I think those are probably the top two. <laughs> okay, how are you drifting in Mario Kart when you're pulling off of here in Karana? Like, come on, how does that make sense? Well, you're already turning. Like, I, I'm turning as I'm doing the Rana, so I'm already kind of leaned one way. That's hilarious. I'm drifting the other way. That might that's a little tough. But typically, you know, oh, I, I, I'm kind of already. I'm already turning in my in real life. So the turning I with get, the switch yeah. is not difficult. Like at the moment, it, it, it works. It's not as hard as you think it is. That's true. <laughs> then even when you take off, you could have go off a speed bump where you're taking off in Mario Kart as well, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so I default to a lot of different things. I know okay. last fall I was playing a lot of Metro Dread. That was a really fun game. Loved it. Um, in Canada, I, was, I played uh, Kirby. I, I was playing um, oh, Kirby because okay. uh, I was playing a ton of it at the time. Um, I played Pokemon at times. Uh, Smash Brothers Mario Kart, I think I've said. Um, yesterday I was playing, uh, sorry, Sunday I was playing uh, uh, Mario Tennis on the, the Nintendo 64 version oh, shit. on the okay. Switch. Sure. That was a lot of fun. Literally because one of my friends said, hey, you got it? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, you should play that. And I was like, all right, why not? So I jumped into it. Um, yeah, it varies. It, it's always the mood. And I think it's a lot of fun because it's very topical for people. They're like, I wonder what Leroy's playing. Right? Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. Like, you know, I don't put too much thought into it. It's just kind of what I'm playing, what I'm in the mood for, what I'm what I'm vibing with, you know? Yeah, but you got to be careful, though, because then it's going to be the trap where every time you come out and wrestle, you got to play a different game. And how expensive that's going to get, my friend? Well, I wouldn't buy the games anyways, you know. Uh, yeah, being yeah. a gamer is a very You know what? It's time. true. I, and I could contest to this. No matter when I was down, if I had a job, if I didn't, I always managed to find a way to buy my friggin' video games, right? It's so true. Yeah, you just figure out a way. You know, one of the saddest <laughs> things about me is um, my extensive video game collection is not too crazy. Okay. Because early on in my training years, and this is my tragic anime backstory about sacrificing for wrestling okay to pay for my wrestling training for my wrestling school i had to sell a lot of old video games oh shit oh man i wasn't really working so i had to sell video games to try to afford training and i think i was able to pay for about maybe two months worth of training by selling old video games until i got a job and i was just like dang is this hurt but this is what i'm doing it for you know sacrifice right Oh my god, that's so crazy! I I know. Again, hindsight though, and especially when you're seeing all these games selling in the thousands and tens of thousands of dollars, it's like, what the fuck's going on here? But yeah, I don't, how about this? Did you ever think of coming to the ring with a different system? Go old school, like a Game Boy Advance, or even like Game Gear, or I, or Steam Deck. It. I, I feel like there's got to be like a nice little retro game show. So uh, ah. it was a few times for. There was a show in Pizza Party, a taping that happened during okay. the, um, you know, uh, an old tape that was found from Pizza Party Wrestling. Okay. From, uh, it's called Bout for Clout 99. It's on IWTV. And for some reason, there is a big game Leroy there who is, for some reason, unaged, same exact age, 90, from 1999. He's playing Pokemon Yellow That's on his hilarious. Game Boy Color, and he's wrestling with it. Oh, okay. So uh, I would say check that out because um, that is one of the rare times you'll see me playing a retro console. Um, of course, not retro in 1999. It was perfectly, exactly what the, the time frame was. Yep. <laughs> um, 
Uh, but I've thought about it. No, in all seriousness, I've thought about um, I have thought about it. I do think the appeal is uh, just you know, I think everybody has a switch. I think that um, a lot of kids relate to sure. it. A lot of people gravitate towards. It's also just the system I have. Um, I, I I do think about maybe just grabbing a DS and maybe just having fun with it. I do sometimes I do think about it, but sometimes like the consoles are just so small, and the switch it just has like it, it fits in your hand really well. It does. I it's know. a really great system. It's just it fits really well. It's almost like a tablet, but then it's not quite. It's not as blocky. Mm-hmm. But it, it and then it fits in your hand like a controller. You know, it's really nice. Yeah, you know what? I would put it right up there as maybe top three systems of all time. For sure, yeah. right? It's got to be. Like, I, even the library, because if you look back, it's got, like, all the old-gen titles from, like, the PS3 and the Xbox era. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, if you want to go that route. But, yeah, I understand it's not as high quality. And I, I don't know. Like, Nintendo has their exclusives, obviously, with their Marios and their Zeldas. But there's just something about the Sony exclusives that I will never let Sony ever go. Like, I, there's just something about those games. No, I'm a big Sony head as well. I'm not just Nintendo. I don't, I don't do the whole... I mean, I don't really mess with Xbox too much. But I don't. Not at all. I grew up playing a lot of Xbox. I, I oh, have okay. an Xbox as a 360. I liked Halo a lot. I was a really big Halo kid. Gotcha. And it was, you know, and uh, Gears of War was a lot of fun as well. But I jumped into PlayStation. I was always a PlayStation head. I had a PS2, PS3, PS4. Just recently got a PS5. So it's been, um, you know, been a journey. I, I love I love my Sonys. Um, I will say that I do think the Switch has got to be up there. I think it does have, like, literally every game. There's just so much you can play, so much you can you can get. Even after you say, "Oh, the quality is not the same," I just I just think that just having everything on the go is just such a game changer. Like, right? It's so, like literally, it's I crazy. can play this on the toilet. I can play this on the subway. <laughs> I can play this on the bus. I can play this going to the beach. I can play this in a car ride. Yeah, I got my PS5, but I can only play that when I'm home. You know, I, know. I can only play when I'm home. There's no option. Yeah, no, it's so true. And yeah, I think that's what goes into it as well, is the, the portability factor, because it just wiped out the DS, like, no more. That's it. That era is done. And uh, now I'm just interested to see what the hell is Nintendo going to do next to top the Switch? Because they are usually notorious for after a huge system, they drop a dud, so to speak, right after. You yes. know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of iffy. Or are they just going to push this as much as they can and make this, this the, the new hub for them moving forward? I don't know. I think the smart thing would maybe be like to make a more high-powered Switch. I, okay. I, I know a lot of people say Switch Pro and stuff, and you know I don't, I don't, you know I, I think I'm speaking from what I want, obviously. So like to an extent, you know whatever, uh, you know grain of salt, whatever. I just think the best thing would be to do like a, a Switch Pro because then you don't have to get rid of the entire library. You can still play everything. Um, give it a lot more high power, then we can more developers can jump on the Switch and maybe it could get caught up. You know, a Switch is some 4K resolution, maybe better online. Um, I really love the idea of like handheld 4K. Like that could be really, really Ooh. awesome. Like I know that'd be a pretty penny for them, but like to me that would be the jump. Like make make the Switch a little bit more high, uh, you know, higher quality hardware. Make the investment in that, and then go from there. Um, yeah, and then just fixing up hardware, you know. Obviously, love my Switches, but Joy-Con Drift is a bitch. Not fun. And, oh, you uh, know what? Knock on wood, I'm always lucky. Like, I have the worst luck for everything else, but when it comes to, like, video game consoles, like, yeah. uh, you always hear the death stories of what could happen to a video, and it usually happens to, like, half the people. Nothing has ever happened to me. I've had my Switch now almost the beginning of the pandemic. So what are we, year three? Oh, nice. So, yeah, years, yeah. okay, nothing, nothing. I don't have the drift. Everyone talks about this and they're like, don't worry, it's going to happen. And I'm like, I play my switch maybe not every day, but at least twice, three times a week. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. I've never experienced it. Knock on wood. Watch now. Next time I play it, I'm going to go to the left the whole time. <laughs> That's very lucky. I mean, it's so weird because Nintendo's aware of the issue, but they're doing nothing to address it. They're just kind of like, send it to us. We'll repair it for free. And I'm just like, so you oh, know, there's a problem. Okay. But, like, you're not fixing it in your new systems that come out. Right. And it's been so many years of the Switch being out. It's been, like, what, I think, like, I want to say five years? I came out in 2017. It's been five years, yeah. Oh, yeah, already. Shit, look at yeah. that. So I'm just like, dude, like, what are we doing here, you know? I yeah, know. it's crazy. So, I, I, yeah. 
It's so I, I love crazy. my Nintendo though. <laughs> well, yeah, again, I got back into it. Like, I fell off, like, my last, before the Switch, I had the Wii. And then before that, I had Super Nintendo. So that's my Nintendo experience. And obviously, I'm old school. I grew up with a ColecoVision and all that stuff. So I go way back. But how did you get into video games? And what was your f- foray into this uh, culture? I guess I also got into video games pretty young. I think it was like four when I got my first systems. Okay. I'm always torn between if it's a Game Boy or N64. Okay, okay. I believe it was a Game Boy Color. I definitely had Pokemon Yellow. I always think that's my first video game. And then also I had gotten Super Mario 64 on the N64. Sure. Such classic games to start off with. And I, I just, I never stopped from there. I love those games so much. They're so great. Um, so much personality. I fell in love with the world. Super Mario 64 made me feel like I was literally just you know, just traveling on a whole different plane. And that, that was the coolest part of it all, you know? Like, so, um, yeah, like, I, and then I just never stopped wanting to be a part of it, like, the jumping into Nintendo games and Nintendo systems. I think after that, I, I got a bunch of Game Boy Advances and Game Boy SPs and DSs. Yeah. On the same vein, I had a PS2, but then it's like, I got a PS2 and then I really got the itch to get a GameCube because I really wanted to play Super Smash Brothers. Oh. I love the S64 one. And once I finally got it, it got Melee in like 2005, which is a little late. I was like, oh yeah, this is it. So sick. Oh yeah, see I fell off the ball and all that, like the Pokemon era, the Smash Brothers era, all that stuff. Gonzo for me, my friend. Like that's the whole gap that I missed. Because then after from from Super Nintendo, I went to PS One, and then I never looked back until the Wii, and that was what PS Three was the equivalent of the yeah. Wii, I think, right? Yeah. So, same generation came out the same year. Yeah. So then there you go. So you know what I mean. So it's like I lost all that back, and now I know I know everyone loves it, and it's revered as such a great game. But Mario or Mario sixty four is the biggest piece of shit on this planet, control wise. Because nowadays, oh my god, I couldn't control that camera, everything, was, I'm trying to make my guy double jump, he wouldn't double jump, jumping backwards, this, I'm like, I, I can't, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't beat the game, that's the only Mario game I've never beaten that I've played from start to finish, I, I couldn't f- finish off Bowser because of the controls. I would say, so I think 3D All-Stars is a pretty good version of it. Yeah, that's the one I played, obviously, yeah. That's the one you're playing on it, yeah. Yeah. It's tough because the... You feel it because I say Sunshine is probably one of the best controlling games. Like, it is, right? Period. So going it, from that to Sunshine, it blew my mind. Directly makes it really tough, you know. I will say the original version, it also feels like, also because I feel like 64 was meant for that N64 controller, as weird as it may sound. Oh, uh, yeah, that might have something to do with so, it, too. Yeah, that controller like was weird. Playing, that was like for it, alien hands or something. Yeah, it was like a giant tooth. It was really odd. <laughs> Giant I, I, like I like it. it. I like it. It was cool. <laughs> very different, but oh, uh, very weird design. I really right? wonder what they were thinking when they came up with it. Like, yeah, put the joystick there, then put the D-pad there, then put the C-stick there, then put the back trigger buttons, but then a middle trigger there. Yeah. How am I even supposed to press all the buttons, you know? Yeah, made no sense. Yeah, but then again, that's what Nintendo's known for. Like, even when the Wii remote came out, like, what is this trigger at the back and then these two buttons? Like, and then even the Switch, like, if you take it off of portability and you're playing it on the single joypad, like, that's uncomfortable as fuck unless you have the attachment for right. it, right? Yeah, it's got these tiny hands. Like, right? It's so crazy. I mean, it's cool because, like, in theory, every Switch has two controllers. Yeah. So it's, like, really easy to play two player games. That's, like, imagine yeah. on a car ride, like, oh, let's play Mario Party very easy like but i don't know it's uh, very uncomfortable okay i know it's hard and i'm going to put you on the spot but quickly because i want to touch on squid games before we get to the word story of the week okay i'm going to ask you questions let's go for first thing that comes to your mind favorite system of all time uh tough uh (laughs) i don't nintendo switch okay no that's fair we talked a whole shitload about it so it's fitting okay favorite multiplayer game Probably, probably Mario Party. I don't want to specify oh, which one, but Mario, okay. Mario Party. I have the most fun playing Mario Party. Really? I thought for sure you were going to say Smash Brothers after talking about it. I thought it. about it, but I was like, nah, I just, because I, I can play Mario Party with anybody. Smash Brothers is only sure. fun with certain players who like really know how to play really well. Well, how about like the Call of Duties and all those war games? Are you, are you into those? I, I had a, I had a period when I was a teenager okay. that I was really big into that. I played a lot of Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, uh, Black Ops. I kind of jumped out of it once we got into like the PS4, Xbox One era. Okay. okay. It, just, it just stopped hitting for me. It wasn't the same. I'm thinking about jumping into it. I know they're remastering Modern Warfare 2 and doing like a new version of it. 
So I'm thinking about jumping into it. I, I, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe that's the version. I got to see how it does, see how it is. It looks very different, and I don't know if that difference is a good thing, but yeah. Not different sometimes is, but sometimes it can be very bad, as we've experienced too. But, okay, my favorite genre, favorite open world game. Ooh, easy one. Red Dead Redemption. Which one? Please say part one. The first one. Okay. I've only played parts of part two. I don't hate it. I just think there's a lot of... uh, It's a lot of watching cutscenes and kind of just watching the game instead of playing the game. Yeah. And I think one had a good balance between the cinematic. Because I like the cinematic. I like a story. I yeah, like so did I. Scene. Of course, yeah. But I also want to play a game. Like If I wanted to watch a Western, I'd watch a Western. But I want to play the game. I want to play the Western. And I feel like one was really, really good. It's really cool to just go through most of like Texas and Mexico and stuff. It's just so cool to me. Uh, what do you like more? Do you like more of an open world of like fantasy or like real world with like cops and robbers type of thing? Like, I think the open world of uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild is really awesome okay. because there's so much different stuff there. You can go, you know, get dragon scales. There's, like, islands. There's, like, all sorts of stuff. Area. There's forests. There's Icelands. There's volcanic hotlands. It's, there's swamps. It's very different, and I enjoy the geographical, like, the creativity, geographically speaking. Okay. But sometimes I just love, like, Liberty City and just driving through right. San Andreas or I something know. like that. Like, it's just really cool. There's just something, it makes you feel like, like to me, Grand Theft Auto in video games is almost like how McDonald's is as comfort food when you come from a different country, like overseas or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it just feels comfortable. Like, you just want to hop in a car and just drive around, like, do a mission or two and shoot off a gun because, especially the, the, the newer versions, obviously the gun control is better, but it's like, oh. It's so easy to jump into those games, too, because you don't even have to do a mission. You can just run around, kill a bunch of people, do a few things, run a few errands. That's it. All right, last one. Favorite superhero game? Spider-Man PS4. That one was easy. Really? The most recent one? So good. You liked it more than Miles Morales? Because I think I like that one better. I, I I like Miles Morales, but it's not... It, it's a lot... It's a very short game. And I think... Well, I'm also thinking of the DLC of Spider-Man. And there's just so much to it. There's a whole arc. There's so much fun to it. Okay, okay. And I think, I think, you know, and obviously, like, you're not going to get Miles Morales without Spider-Man. I think Miles sure. does have cooler powers, obviously. The That's why I liked it better, yeah. Yeah, but I, I still think that uh, there's just more of a complete game from Spider-Man, uh, the original PS4 one. Also, I just, I can, I can play that game, like, nonstop, you know? <laughs> Oh my! And then the other thing I forgot to mention too was your merch is crazy, my friend. Like those old school handheld games, like the NES cartridge of Bart versus the Space Mutants, which to me is the best worst game of all time. Like if you think about it, like you know that game was crap, but every kid remembers playing that game and playing it for such a long period of time. And why we did it? There's a lot of nostalgia for it. It's 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 a there's a lot of bad games that are good. Uh, I think another one that's similar to Superman sixty four. Really oh, bad okay. game that like it's just got this kind of like nostalgia because people grew up with it. So it's like, yeah, it's bad, but it's my bad game, you know. <laughs> what video game world would you like to live in if you had the chance? Mm, that's tough, right? Because I was gonna say it definitely can't be like GTA or something because I, I definitely I don't know how long I'll last in those worlds. Um, well, or even something like Fallout. I wouldn't want to live something like post-apocalyptic. Obviously, it's got to be like I don't know, like thinking. Uh, ooh, that, what? Pokemon. I'd love to live in a Pokemon world because I'd have as, my own Pokemon. As what though? As a trainer or? I guess as a trainer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'd okay. have my own sidekicks. I'd I'd have these Pokemon. I could fly them. I could ride across sea. I could just train and be the very best that no one ever was. Yeah, I know. I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I don't know how to transition to this, but we are huge both fans of Squid Games. I loved it to death. When yes. I watched it, it just blew my mind, like, from start to finish. Now, I'm curious. Did you watch it with subtitles, or did you watch it with the English dub? I watched it with subtitles. I heard that the dub was not uh, great. Really? Um, I enjoyed it a lot with the dub, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard it wasn't good. Okay, uh, okay. That's you know, fun. a lot of my friends also mentioned just watching it, uh, you know, um, subbed. So I did, and also that's like the original language or whatever. So yeah, I was like, eh, of course. Let me do it like that. 
Yeah, I heard some of the subtitle editing wasn't exactly great either. Like, it was certain expressions were kind of lost in translation, translation. a little bit. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, but like it was a lot of fun. I loved it. Like it was really different and weird. Like I, I, I think like the protagonist, like he's, he's not really Jin's not. He's not really like a regular guy. Like he's not like some hero trying to you know save the day and da da da. He's not cool either. He's not like this cool rapscallion bad boy. He's like yeah. With all this money, yeah, it's like, so true. And like, he, he, it's like he's not—he's sort of a bad guy, but he's not because you could see why he's doing what he's doing. So he's not like maliciously doing it to hurt. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? So like it's true. It's like, what is he? he like, his mom. He's a little bit of a bum, right? There's something to relate to because he's kind of a bum. You know, like he just—he's bumming off his friends. He's bumming off his mom. He's bumming. The you know, for his little girl, his daughter. He's bumming. That's money. right. I forgot about he's, that too. He's not trying to get a real job. He's always just trying to gamble, you know, take a shortcut instead of just maybe just get a real job, you know, like, but he also feels like he has no way to kind of get there. He owes so much money, you know, he's all in debt, you know, very limited in what he can do. Are you happy with them coming out with a season two? I think that there's a lot of stuff that they kind of alluded to and like I, I, I wish they touched more upon okay. I hope that season 2 isn't like a okay now we're going to see what he's going to do to go after the game This like I, I hope it's not very cliche like that I hope it's more of like there's other characters in this world mm. where we didn't get a chance to kind of see what was going on with them um like you know with the cop and his brother I guess and kind of that whole arc I felt like that kind of oh so you think it's going to continue or show glimpses of the stories that weren't told you don't think it's going to be like a whole new cast and a whole new game I think it could be I think you could do both I don't see a reason why you can't okay but I think that there should be a continue like there's some stuff that was untouched you know I think there's some stuff that could like really really you know be fleshed out a little bit more no most yeah, definitely like that, that whole world of like the game and like these billionaires just kind of watch right. it for fun, you know? Like, I think there's something there, something very fascinating where it's just like, yeah, this is just entertainment for a bunch of rich people, you know? And, like, how do we get away with this? Or how do they get away with this, you know? What, are the, what is their uh, uh, role to play in it? Like, are they funding this? Are they the ones who That's came up with true. the game? How did this game even start up? What's the point of the game? Is it really just to, like, get this one person a bunch of money? Which clearly they did, you know? It's just very fascinating to me like you know and it speaks of capitalism obviously and it speaks to kind of like the links of you know that will go just to to make a lot of money to get rich quick you know everybody wants to be a game show contestant winner win a million dollars by doing a game show but you know when you do a show like this i don't know the the cost is steep cost is very steep yeah, no kidding. And it's to me, it's like what it makes me think like another movie and series that came out was like Hostel with all like the rich billionaires doing torturous stuff. And uh, again, it makes you think what are these billionaires are actually getting away with? Because obviously the whole Epstein fucking island bullshit that went down and all that crap. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, what the hell are these people up to? And what have they been hiding for so many goddamn years? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it, it's it's nuts. <laughs> It's it, it's not good. It's not good, my friend. Well, how about the the actual reality show that they're going to come out with? That Squid Games related, where the winner will win the exact same amount, four point five six million, in the largest lump sum cash prize ever in a reality TV show. And they're going to have the exact same amount of players, four hundred fifty six. It's worldwide. The app. I don't know if it's still open, but the applications were up. Anyone could apply. Did you try and apply for it? No, I didn't. I heard about it, but I wasn't even sure what like if it was gonna be like a hoax, if it was the real deal. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm very interested to watch it. I mean, at the same time, I don't know. Like, I mean, they might ask me to like try to lick this guy. I had recently tried to do this. I found a Squid Game cookie at this H town, okay, okay. city, and I tried to like do the deal. Sure. It is that. First off, that cookie does not taste that good. <laughs> it, it is like it's almost That's like hilarious. gingerbread, except it's so oh, shit. bitter, okay. and it's like. Like this weird marbly, like fake sugary taste. So it's not great. You don't want to eat it. So yeah. I'm like licking it, trying to pick at it with the little little metal stick they gave me and trying yeah. to carve it up. After a while, I'm just like, okay, this is taking too long. I've been going at it for like 15 minutes and I'm like, all right, this is taking forever. So I start chomping on it to try to nibble it away right. and eventually Crap. breaks in half. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, that would have been a, you know, <laughs> that would have been a game over for me for sure. <laughs> Oh my god. Now, obviously in the reality show that you come out with, people aren't going to die, but if you were down and out and, you know, this 
opportunity was presented to you, would you join the actual real life Squid Game life or death situation? Oof, depends on how desperate I am for a quick buck. You know, um, that is a lot of money, uh, and that is transformative money. Um, right. So it, it's tough to say. I mean, I don't know if I'd be willing to to put myself through all that. And I don't, you know, again, then you have to win. You know, it's not even just a matter of trying. You have to also. You have you to know, win, you or, or you, you die. Have to win, or you, or you die. So it's kind of like I don't know. You're not exactly, you know, like it's not like it's like it's not like I get like. A hundred grand if for, for coming in third, fourth place. Like it's like no, you just die. Like you come in second place, you die. Speaking of so, game yeah. o- game over, that's complete game over. No continues, no insert coin, nothing. You're done. <laughs> I know, you know, I know. So uh, I don't know. I'd have to think about that very long and heavy. <laughs> you know, the only way I thought about this too oddly enough, the only way I would join it is if I had like a terminally ill disease where I knew I was going to die within like a year or two. I'm like, you know what? Might as well try and do this and make some money for my family before I go. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I, I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you got nothing to lose. And I think that was the appeal of Squid Game is you had all these characters who had nothing to lose. Literally, I know. Like, they were like, okay, like, I mean, I'm in debt, you know. I owe money to a, the mob, or I pissed off these people, or my parents are in a different country, or I have no family whatsoever. Or, like, you know, I, I've done horrible, horrible things, and my past is going to catch up to me, and, like, I just... Got no choice, you know? Like, got to do this. Yep, exactly. Well, my friend, are you ready for the worst story of the week? Yes, I am. Okay, you a Star Wars fan? A little, yeah, yeah, i definitely say so, yeah. Okay, okay. How about, have you been to Disney World? I have not. I, I, I yeah, had me a terrible neither. childhood. was not able to. Yeah, me neither. Don't worry, I haven't gone anywhere other than the home country of Portugal for my parents. But, yeah, I, I understand. Okay, so, this week's story actually comes from Disney World where a Florida man decided it was a good idea to prove that the security wasn't up to par so that Disney would hire him to be part of security. Okay. So if you had to guess, what do you think this man actually did to prove that security wasn't, you know, up to par, as they say? Maybe he uh, he snuck into one of the rides or maybe he got to one of the concession stands or one of the yachts. Right? That's what a normal person would do. So, what he tried to do is steal an R2-D2 statue worth approximately 10 grand. Wow. Needless to say, he didn't get that far. So, what he did, he put it in a, in, in a cart and he tried to leave with it. And then real security did notice. So, obviously, his theory went out the door that Disney does have good security. But they confronted him. Then the man said he actually worked there. And this is what he was going with. So he was telling the security, oh, I work here. I, my job is to move stuff around the park when it needs to be moved, this, this, and that. So obviously security asked for his name. He gave him a fake name. They didn't buy it. And then they actually obviously asked for, you know, the ID badge. Because, you know, everywhere you work, especially in a big place with so many people, you need an ID badge. It's like, oh, I forgot in my locker. So they're like, okay, so let's go to your locker. And then he starts walking. First off, walks in the wrong direction. And then they take him to the locker. Still doubling down this fucking guy. I don't understand people when they're caught in a line. Just give up. Like, this isn't pride or anything. Like, you got caught. Still trying to get into some stranger's locker to see if he could find... Imagine if he did find... This story would have been great if he he opened the... Right? That looks like him or something? He's like, yeah, I told you. I told you, officers. Then liars everywhere would be vindicated. Yeah, I, I, that's that's nuts. I mean, I, I almost admire the commitment, but Jesus. Oh, my God. But uh, the odd part is, no, th- there was something obviously wrong with this gentleman. He he was stealing from the park, and he was stealing smaller stuff, and I think he just used this as an excuse because they ended up getting a warrant and checking out his place, and he had, like, all kinds of memorabilia from Disney that he didn't pay for and whatnot. So he was, like, hoarding wow. stuff. And I guess this was his, you know, I don't know, golden chalice so to speak that he needed for his collection and he thought he was going to get away with it i don't know man but round of applause for the security guards for going through this and just you know one step at a time until you know what i mean come on if that was me i'd be like okay buddy get the hell like i i don't know man i'm not to say i was gonna assault a guy but you never know patience runs thin sometimes (laughs) absolutely that's wild that's so wild yeah, I'm glad they like yeah, they walked into the locker. That's that's the greatest part of this to me. Oh man, I don't know, man. But but that's that's again not to say it's your generation, but that's a majority of today's generation. 
is you lie and you lie and you lie and facts like whatever's put out there on the internet is truth. Like there's nothing. You say stuff till right? it, 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 it sticks and you hope it sticks and it probably won't even stick but you still say stuff till it sticks. Oh my God. Well, Leroy, thanks for coming aboard. Appreciate it, my yes, friend. Plug no your problem. stuff. Anything you want to promote, floor's all yours, my friend. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Big Game Leroy. Uh, you can also add me on Facebook and people still use Facebook. Uh, Leroy Green. Um, it's still green because I wasn't able to get rid of uh, Zuckerberg doesn't let me get let, get rid of the green. Mm-hmm. But I promise you I traded in the green for Big Game. Years ago at GameStop for 35 bucks. So, you know, it's definitely not green anymore. Um, and then you can buy most of my merchandise at uh, buybiggamelearoyprotestantees.com uh, slash buybiggamelearoy. You can also check out Fully Gimmicked, as you said before. I got all tens of uh, all sorts of video game-themed merch over there. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. And then, of course, you know, just support me. Uh, find out where I'm wrestling. Watch on IWTV if you're not from around here. And please, please, please follow. <laughs> yes. I love having international fans and international friends, and that's always the way for me. That's awesome. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast Dap. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcastdap at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them all, most definitely helps me out. And once again, please, most importantly, rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. All right. One last question before I let you go. Biggest question someone is ever going to ask you in your whole life. Ready. If you could only choose one. What would you choose, video games or wrestling? <laughs> Damn, that's that's a tough one. That's tough. That's tough. Uh, right? Is it bad that I think I might pick video games? It, I I think it's bad because like <laughs> I, I I just it's hard. Actually, no, I can't. I, I don't know. I can't imagine life without wrestling either, though. Like, even if I, as a not wrestler, because I thought at first I was like, oh, not. But then I was like, no, I love watching it, though. Like, so it's, it's tough. It's very, very tough. Um, I know. I hate to put it. This is the only hard question I ask myself. I guess I'll still go with video games. I okay. think that, um, I think there's a lot of passion I have in video games. And when I was younger, there was a lot of, uh career goals that I thought maybe could have wound up being into video games or being into gaming so I can imagine a parallel universe where maybe I didn't get into wrestling but I still like I had a life based off of video games or something maybe I like I don't know became a twitch streamer or maybe I was a gaming or maybe I uh, worked in the gaming industry in some facet or whatever you know I I think there's there's an alternate universe for that but you know I think firmly right now I'm happy that I get to do both and I don't have to choose (laughs) I thought you were going to throw in like the loophole where okay well I'll just have video games and I'll just buy wrestling video games and I'll do my creative career career that way (laughs) that too that too I mean I did plenty of those growing up so hell yeah (laughs) oh that's awesome on that note he's Big Game Leroy I'm Steve this is the podcast peace